You know, how many are just thankful for the knowledge to know that God is your Savior today? Amen? That He's taken us out of the the miry clay, the Bible says. The sin, and, and He's still working on us. We're all imperfect people in an imperfect world, right? Which means we fail. I fail. I fall short. You fail. But the great thing is our God never fails. He's faithful to each of us. And that's a great reminder every day. And that's the reason why you have to be thankful for So if you woke up today not feeling it, I'm here to remind you that God is faithful and snap out of it because God is good to you. Amen? Amen. Okay, so everybody have a handout this morning. If you don't, raise your hand. I'm not sure we'll get you one. But uh, we're going to get going into our message and we're continuing our series on Abundant Thanksgiving. Again, this month is Thanksgiving, but we don't just celebrate it this month. That's what I'm trying to drive home to all of us, is that we got to take the time every day to, to realize the thanks that we should be giving to others, to our God, to our family, to our job, our co-workers, and so forth. You know, just like that man on that video that we all saw, we can become like that and wake up and say, Lord... Help me, I'm struggling. What should I be thankful for? You know, it's pretty obvious when you look at that video why he should be thankful, right? He has a sound mind, sound body. And that's all of us here. Really is. Yes, we go through struggles. Yes, we go through pain, through illnesses, diseases. But God is faithful. Amen? Amen. So again, we need to be grateful in light of all God has done for us and what God is doing. He's not finished yet. I like to call us a whip. I use that term at at work all the time. It's a work in progress. And we're all a whip. None of us have arrived. We're a work in progress. How many know that this morning, right? Look at your neighbor. Tell them, God's still working on me. That means you haven't arrived. That means every day you should be thankful. Say, Lord, thank you for working on me. Every day. Amen. So last week I showed you in our beginning of our series of who we are meant to thank, why we are meant to thank, and how we are to give thanks. And for those of you that missed that sermon, go to soundcloud.com, type in Pastor Rick M, and all my sermons will pop up there. So you have no excuse that you have not heard it, okay? Just letting you know right now. And so we, we covered that. But here, one of the worst things I believe that we do as human beings, and all of us do or see this every day of our life, is people that are ungrateful. People that don't give thanks when they should. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? We've all met people like this. And I'm just going to share right now. I'm going to get real. I have a pet peeve. When I, I go to restaurants and, you know, you hold that door open for someone, the logical thing should be that person should say, thank you, right? I know my Dan feel, my brother Dan feels the same way, right? Yeah? Because I saw that look on his face, right? He goes, yep, I've been there, brother. That just, that bugs me. It's like, they just go right in. No courtesy, no thank you. The other thing is when you're driving and, you know, there's a lot of traffic and you wave somebody, go ahead, pull in front of me. Logically, it's, you know, hey, thank you, right? You you should expect that. Or even at the least, uh, thanks, you know? But sometimes you don't even get that. They just cut right in like it's their privilege, their right to be able to do that. And you think, man, I shouldn't have let that person cut in front of me, right? Because they're not grateful. They're not thankful. And it's those little things that if we're not careful, we, get, we take them for granted. And I'm, I'm here to remind you that we shouldn't be that way. There's different ways to give thanks. So tomorrow, 
When someone holds that door open for you at work, say thank you to them. When someone lets you cut in front of them in traffic, I'm in traffic every day. Highway 29, traffic every day. And you're stuck in traffic. I let people cut in front of me, you know, that, that are like polite, not trying to just drive in front of me. I let them cut, cut in front of me and they usually say, hey, thank you, like that. But the ones that just don't even take the time to say thank you, I, I shouldn't have let them cut in. I shouldn't have let them cut in. But I want to show you this morning different ways on uh, ways to give thanks that maybe you hadn't realized before. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. But how many are glad here that God God loves every one of you this morning and that he we each have reasons to be thankful for already without even getting into the message this morning. Our God is a redeeming God. How many know that? Our God is a loving savior. How many know that this morning? He's a saving God. I said earlier he saved you from the miry clay. He put your feet on the rock to stay. That's Jesus Christ. He's put you on that rock to stay. He's the King of Kings. How many can say amen to that? He's the Lord of Lords. He's the first, the last, the Alpha and Omega, the bright and morning star. And so much more. All of us right there should give reason or thanks just for that alone. Everybody say, I'm a child of the King. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. I remember the first time, I want to share this again. Brother Rudy, my parents know who this is. Brother Rudy at Safeway, when I first became a believer, sees me walking down Safeway. He's on one aisle and I'm on the other side of the aisle. And I'm just new into Christianity. Never even, you know, I thought all these Christians were crazy. And so I'm just new into this, right? And he sees me from the other end. He goes, Brother Rick, child of the king, yelling at me from the other side of Safeway. And if you knew this Brother Rudy at that time, you could see that. Really, he, he's exactly like Brother Gregory over here. How many of you know Brother Gregory's not ashamed to say, child of the king, right? And none of us should be ashamed to say that. I, I'm looking around like, he's talking to me. I'm a child of the king. And again, that's a reason right there to give the Lord thanks. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, those are some reasons to be thankful for this morning. But I want to talk to you about this message called Abundant Thanksgiving. Live it, breathe it. Live it, breathe it. Now, did you know that the word abundance is the opposite of scarcity? Abundance is the opposite of scarcity. It means that there is plenty of or that it exists in great amounts. In great amounts. That's what abundant means, abundantly. And that's what we should have as believers, is thanks that just flows at that there's an overabundant supply of it, that we don't run out of it, because we really shouldn't as believers. We have so many reasons to be thankful for. I want you to, if you have your Bibles or electronic devices, I want you to stand with me this morning. We're going to read one verse this morning, actually a couple verses, from Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. It's actually on your, on your outline, so I'm helping you out, okay? Can everybody say amen? amen? I'm helping you out. So let's turn to Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 6. It says this, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Verse 7, Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 
Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you this morning. Lord, we want to be grateful. Lord, we want to have an attitude of gratitude, Lord. Lord, I pray that each of us here today would leave here touched, changed, and Lord, that you would continue to work on us in ways to be thankful. Lord, I I pray this morning that this message would bring anointing to every hearer this morning, that every word I say would touch their heart and their spirit, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, and everyone said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of Jesus, the King of Kings. Amen? Amen. Amen. Psalms 118 verse 1 says this, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. How many know that? Give thanks to the, to the Lord for He is good. This is, here's a secret. Okay, everybody likes secrets? Let me share a secret with you. You want to enter into the presence of God, into the Holy of Holies? Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says to enter His gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Amen. What that's telling you is, you cannot enter into His presence. You cannot enter into God's Shekinah glory, into His presence, without giving Him thanks, without being thankful. You have to have a reservoir of thanksgiving, and you cannot enter His presence. What that means is, those people that are complaining, grumbling, they'll never be in the presence of God. Never. Because God doesn't run with those people. He runs with the people that are filled with thanksgiving. How many know that this morning? Amen? I want to talk to you this morning about how to receive that favor and blessing in your life. And, and I want to really quickly touch on these following seven points. Everybody say, seven points? <laughs> All right, it's going to be quick, but here we go. Number one, how do we give thanks? Well, God created you with a mouth, and that mouth was created to give out blessing, not cursing, not condemnation, not grumbling, not complaining, but it's to give out thanks. Amen? Amen. Give out thanks. The words you say set the direction or the course for your life. Every day, your words are positive in nature. Every day with your spouses, your girlfriends, Martin, you set the course with your words. Now, they're going to be good or they're going to be bad. They're going to be positive or they're going to be negative. But your words set the direction of your life. And it starts by being thankful. How many are thankful for their spouse? Nudge them right next to you. If they're, if they're sitting right next to you. And even if you don't have a spouse, be thankful. You still have to be thankful. Amen? Again, I touched on that the opposite of giving thanks is complaining or grumbling. I don't know about you, but I don't like to be around complainers and grumblers. Who likes to be around complainers and grumblers? Anybody here? Nobody. Nobody. Well, you know they exist, right? So, one out of... No, I'm not even going to go there. (laughs) But there's complainers and grumblers. I call it your GPH, grumbling per hour. We got to decrease our GPH and increase our TPH. You know what TPH is? Thankfulness per hour. We got to decrease our GPH and increase our TPH, thankfulness per hour. Uh, This is what I want to challenge you this week, is when you're going out there tomorrow in your job or your retirement, when you meet the letter carrier, the mailman, or whoever, be thankful. Have you ever said thank you to the mailman? Have you ever gone up? Hey, thank you. That's their job. You should thank them. He's our friend. Exactly. He should be your friend. He'll bring your mail on a timely basis. Get it to you early. 
But we need to give thanks in everything. Philippians 2.14 in your outline says this, Do everything without grumbling or arguing. But that's hard to do, Pastor Rick. I gotta. I mean, there's people that deserve it. No, yeah, you're right. They do deserve it, but that doesn't mean you need to be there giving them that grumbling and that complaining. Amen. You need to just be thankful for what God has given you and let God do the rest. Right? Because He does. That's what He does. He takes care of the rest when you let Him do His job. Amen. So again, the opposite of giving thanks is grumbling and complaining. If you're a grumbler and complainer, I don't want to hang with you. I'm just going to tell you right there, right now, I don't want to hang with you. But if you're a thankful person, if you're a giving person, oh man, I rejoice. I, I want to be around you because you're a positive person. You're the type of person Christ would want to hang around with. Amen. And and the, again, we need to decrease our grumbling per hour because we all do it. I don't care who you are, me, we all do it. And we need to just really quickly get a hold of ourselves and say, Lord, that's not what you would want me to do. How many have ever had the Holy Spirit tell you and convict you that wasn't a a godly thing to say, right? Or a godly thing to even think. It starts with our stinking thinking. Amen? It starts with our stinking thinking. So we need to be careful and be a have a thankful spirit. So where do we give thanks? Well, First of all, it starts in the house. It starts in your house. In your house, and then it starts in the, in the house of God, in the church house. We should be thankful people. We shouldn't be coming here on Sunday mornings grumbling, complaining, Oh man, you don't know what happened this week. My husband did this, my wife did that. You know, it just, the, oh man, my kids are just terrible. Even my dog doesn't look at me. I mean, it's just been a terrible week. No, come on. Godly people don't have time to spend complaining and grumbling. You need to snap out of it, right? And that allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and remind you of those things we saw in the video. Remind you why you should be thankful. Be thankful in your home. Be thankful in the church. Many of you are on social media. Tweet it out. Tweet. Be thankful. Facebook it, Instagram it, whatever other new social media fad there is this week. Be thankful on that platform. Be thankful at your work, at your workplace. Be thankful at home. Let your children see you be thankful. Express that to them. How many know that your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or boyfriend, they need to hear you say, Honey, I love you. They need to hear you say that. At the same time, they need to hear you say, thank you. Uh, I shouldn't just say to Anna, um, hey, thank you, Anna. But I, I should say, hey, Anna, I need to really thank you for doing that. I need to get a hold of her, get a hold of her attention and tell her that. Yeah, she knows I'm thankful, but it's in how I present it. How many know it's all in the presentation, right? It's all in the presentation. And if you do that, oh boy, you're going to have a good relationship. She's going, oh wow, he was thankful? Well, how could I be thankful back, right? And then it just increases, right? How many have ever been to Starbucks and somebody bought your coffee for you? Or paid your toll in front of you? Something like that. And then you kind of feel like obligated to buy somebody else a coffee or pay their toll. And it's a thankful spirit that's occurring. But it doesn't happen just by accident. Somebody starts it, and then it gets reciprocated back and forth and back and forth. And before you know it, 10 people have free coffee, 10, 20 people have a free toll. Ever been, been at Toll Bridge where somebody pays for you in front of you? I think we've all had that, right? 
And uh, that's God's blessing on you. Amen? Amen. Be thankful to God for the people in your life. That was point number two. Be thankful for your spouse, for your children. Okay, Lord, or Pastor Rick, I don't have a spouse. Well, then be thankful for the healthy body you came in here today with. If you were able to walk in through these doors, you have many reasons to be thankful for. Amen? Be sensitive to those around you. That's the other thing, too. Be sensitive. See, Jesus was always sensitive, and He looked at the heart, didn't He? He looked at the heart. He never looked at the outside. Thank God He doesn't look at... God never looks at the outside. He doesn't care what I look like. He doesn't care that you're not wearing a suit or are wearing a suit. He doesn't care about that. He cares what your heart looks like. He's always sensitive to that. If that was the case, He never would have had a ministry. He would have rejected the prostitute, the tax collector, every single one of them. He would never would have had a stinky old fisherman on his, uh, you know, as part of his ministry team. Never. But he didn't look at the outside. He was always sensitive and looked at the heart of the individual. We should attempt to do the same every day of our life. I, I know when I, I go out and I'm by myself sometimes in my truck, uh, I'm driving to work or just running errands, I'm praying, Lord, help me to be sensitive to somebody around me, whether it's that person on the street corner or somebody shopping at the store that I can just say an encouraging word to. How many have ever done that? When you're asking God to help you identify and to be sensitive That's something that each of us can do. And when you do that, and you bless somebody like that, and they come back and tell you, wow, I was asking God to send somebody. I was asking God to encourage me, and here He sent you. Oh boy, does that give you an attitude of gratitude or what? That that does wonders, but it starts with having a sensitive heart. Amen? Be searching on who you can give thanks to. See, that's the thing, what I just said. It doesn't come natural to the natural person, to the natural man or woman to give thanks. How many know that we're selfish at our core nature, right? It's all about me. It's all about what I can get. It's all about, right? That's the stinking thinking that I was talking about. That's our carnal nature desiring just me, 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 me. That was really Satan's trip, right? Back in the Garden of Eden. It was all about him. How many know in the book of Isaiah where it describes Lucifer, how he rebelled? It's mentioned, he mentions the word I five different times. I believe it's chapter 14. He's, I will ascend up to heaven. I will ascend up to the throne. I, this and that. That was Lucifer speaking because it was all about him. Don't let it be about you because when you do that, you cannot have an abundant, thankful heart. It's just impossible when it's just about you. Again, be sensitive to others around you. Because it's not all about you. How many have that figured out? It's not all about you. Especially if you're married, you know that here today. It's not all about you. Take your time to search it in your mind for people to thank. Take your time and search in your mind. Who can I thank today? Who can I bless today? Just like that tomorrow at work. Who can I bless at work tomorrow? Who can I thank just as Jesus was sensitive to those around him, we should be searching for those that we can be uh, thankful to. Amen? Number three, give thanks when we sing together. The scripture says in Colossians 3 and verse 16, Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with what kind of hearts? Thankful hearts. Everybody say thankful hearts. Thankful hearts. 
This is a command from God in His Word. This is a direct command. Be thankful. Have a thankful heart. So what that means is, you got to eliminate that grumbling, complaining. Can't be involved in that. How many know that you can't praise God and have a negative spirit? You cannot. You're either going to be praising Him, shouting thankfulness to Him, or you're going to be quiet because you have a negative heart. So we need to just get out of that. We need to get out of ourselves and say, Lord, we thank You for what You've done, what You're doing. Amen? Amen. Psalms 35 and verse 18 says this, I will give you thanks in a large gathering. I will praise you in a crowd. See, we need to support and encourage each other as we give thanks to God in song. That's what we do when we gather here and we sing songs to God. It's not just about, you know, just giving them thanks for that moment, but it's setting the tone. See, that's why we sing first thing when we get here at church. We're setting the course, the direction for the service, for our day. Hopefully, all of you or most of you started your day off by saying, Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, and and, and set a prayer this morning when you got up. And if you didn't, it's still not too late, okay? You can still go back home and pray. But we need to have an attitude again of gratitude. And we do that when we sing together. How many sing in the car by yourself? Come on, admit it. Admit it here. All of you, right? No, come on now. Let's do that again. How many of you sing in the car when you're by yourself? Go ahead, raise your hand. I know that's most of you. It's probably all of you. You just don't want to admit it. I even sing, and I can't sing. Otherwise, I'd be up here. But when, when you're singing by yourself, you're giving thanks to God. And you're, you're singing when you're by yourself, because you, if you're like me, you, you can't sing, right? And, and you don't want to sing when others are around, right? Maybe not. Maybe that's just me. But that's a form of giving thanks to God. I could be in a, in a sour mood or a bad attitude or be complaining and grumbling, but if I start singing a song... And giving thanks to God, all of a sudden, I left that behind. I look back, wow, I'm not feeling negative anymore. I'm not feeling depressed anymore. I'm not feeling, you know, so emotionally drained or stressed. How many have seen that happen in your life? When you just begin to sing, and then you begin to thank God for what He's done in your life, what He's doing in your life, amen? Sing. Give thanks to your Lord, your God. Because of the fact that you are a child of the King. Amen? And number four, point number four. Thanks and giving go together. You know, we we say thanksgiving, and really they're two separate words. Thanks and giving. A person that is thankful is also a giving person. How many know that? A person that is thankful is also a giving person. God will often prompt us to give. You know, just like I mentioned, the guy on the street corner that's begging. Not always do we give to that person, but sometimes God will directly speak to you and challenge you by the Holy Spirit and say, you need to give that person some. You need to go buy them, you know, a hamburger or something, or give them a coat, you know. And by the way, we're still doing that. Brother Ed is still collecting clothes for the homeless, specifically the men, jackets. How many know this time of the year, homeless people need jackets? So if you have anything, bring them here. We're continuing to collect those and to give them out. But here's the thing, never miss a chance to give. If God speaks to you or you have an opportunity to give, give, give. And here's the result of that. You grow when you give. 
When you give, you grow. God pours favor on your life and you begin to grow. It's those people that never give. They're the same 20 years from now. They're going to be the same spiritually. Same, the same spiritual walk. See, God wants you to keep stepping up. He wants you to keep stepping up. And you do that when you give thanks. You do that when you give, when you're blessed. So help us to, to grow, Lord. And also, here's the other secret of giving. It's a joy to give, right? What, what does the Bible say? It's better to give than to... And how many have found that to be true? If you have children here today, you know what I'm talking about. When you give to your children, it's way better to see their faces light up with joy at the giving of a gift than to receive a gift. That's always the way it works. God knows what He's doing. How many know that this morning? God knows what He's doing. It's a joy to give because joy comes from giving. Joy comes from giving. The joy in life comes from giving and not trying to get, not trying to acquire. See, our society lives in the extreme opposite, doesn't it? It's all about climbing that corporate ladder. It's all about getting, 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 acquiring, acquiring, acquiring. But how many have ever seen a a U-Haul behind a hearse? I've never seen it yet, because you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. Uh, None of you here, you're going to come in just as as you, you're going to go out just as you came in. Naked. That's how you are. You're going to go out that way. And God wants to get us away from that life of of the world, of just acquiring. He wants you to give. Be givers. And uh, you will have much joy in your life. Because here's, here's what I do know of people that are just getting and acquiring. They lack peace and they lack joy. They lack peace and they lack joy because they're not givers. They're takers. They just acquire. They just get. Get. When you give, oh man, God just pours favor into your life. It brings joy into your life. You know, one of the blessings that Anna and I have had and my family have had is the last five months since we've been in our new house, seems like every weekend we've had a potluck, right? Many of you have been at our house. It's like every week, weekend, um, forever now it seems like. But that was what we prayed for. That gives us joy to have our church family, our family, extended members over. I mean, there's no better joy than to give. And we, we don't just invite you, just invite you. We invite you because we love having you over, and it brings us great joy to do that. So again, uh, we're just blessed. God is, has used our home to be able to do that. And so I count it a blessing when I have you over at our house. Every one of you here has been to our house pretty much, and uh, I think every one of you have. Um, if not, you need to come to our house, all right? Okay, so number five, and I told you I was going to go through these quick. Number five, we give thanks in the times we choose to give thanks. What I mean by that is every one of us should have a designated time when we pray. I've said that many times before, but we set the tone for our day right away in the morning, right? If, if we're rushed, if, we, if we're always late to everything, guess what? We set the tone for the rest of the day because we're late to everything. Typically, that's how it starts. But if you set the tone by getting up early and arriving on time, your day is less stress-filled, less anxiety-filled. It's more joyful. And I'm not looking at my sisters. I'm saying this. But, but um, okay, that was an inside joke. You can talk to me later about that. But um, 
God wants us to pick a specific time when we pray, because when we do that, we give thanks when we pray. Remember I mentioned entering into His presence? You want to enter into God's presence by giving Him thanks. The Bible says, enter His gates with thanksgiving in your heart, enter His courts with praise. We thank Him first. We cannot enter His courts without, first of all, giving Him thanks. So we need to give them thanks at a specific time. So hopefully every one of you here have a specific time when you can get in your prayer closet, in your war room, huh? Anybody see that movie, War Room? Okay, you know what I'm talking about this morning. But you have to have a specific time where you get shut in and say, Lord, whether it's your car or your closet, your war room, and say, Lord, I thank you for this day. Amen. We have to have a specific time. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 says this, No matter what happens, always, everybody say, always, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. No matter what happens. But Pastor Rick, you don't understand, um, I was just diagnosed with cancer. Now that's heavy, that's deep. Here's what the Bible says, no matter what happens, always be thankful. God will provide a way for you to escape. How many cancer survivors do we have here in this house? Raise your hand here. Right here. Amen? Right here. Let's give the Lord a hand clap right there. There's four people right here. Amen. Talk to them if you don't believe me. Talk to them, each of them, if they're not thankful today for this day. Amen? God is good. He is faithful. Amen? Always be thankful. And that means during the bad times. That means when you're struggling. That means when your marriage isn't good. That means when you're out of a job. That means when the the car needs to be fixed and there's no money in the bank. And the the house payment is due. and, And the kids need clothes. And you don't have anything but rice and beans in your refrigerator. That was last week. I'm just kidding. That means giving God thanks in all things. All things. Amen. Always be thankful. You'll get better at it as you practice that every day. See, one day at a time, uh, Martin was going to, he was telling me he wants to sing this song. It's called Un Dia La Vez in Spanish, which means one day at a time. And that's really how we live our lives. It should be one day at a time. I think we get too stressed out when we think about the next 30 days and the next two months and the next year and the next, you know, whatever because it can become overwhelming if you look at it. Yes, you should have a plan. Yes, you should plan. But you need to live in the today and the here and now. How many know that? You need to live in the here and now and be thankful in that time. Amen. So be thankful during the good times and the bad times one day at a time. It's a lifetime challenge. It's a lifetime challenge. There will be some days you'll be good at it, and there will be some days you're not so good at it. But be thankful every day. Amen. Number six, give thanks at a specific time. And again, I just want to reemphasize, we live in a busy life. How many know it's a busy life? It's called the rat race, right? 
the rat race. We live in the, I call it the microwave generation. We just want to throw something in the microwave, press 30 seconds and hope it's done, right? We want everything done that way. We want, we want a job in 30 seconds. We want a, a, a shelter, a nice shelter in 30 seconds. We want everything done like this, like this, like this in our time. And God is saying, no, be thankful for what you have right now and then I'll bless you with even more. That's what He wants you to do. How many have learned that? If you're thankful for what He's given you right now, He'll entrust you with more. And that's what He does. But it starts with giving Him time. You need to give the Lord time. We tend to forget to give thanks because we live in this rat race. Oh, it's 6 o'clock, i got to get to work, i got to go, i got to go, i got to go. I don't have time to pray. And then you get to work. Oh, there's... Five messages already that you got to respond to, 55 emails you got to answer, 10 voicemails that you got to take care of, and then you got a meeting, and you got to take care of that in the next half an hour. Where's the time? You know, it's just like that, nonstop, nonstop. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. But you have to take the time to slow it down. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be slowed down if you do it, if you deliberately take the time to to give Him thanks. Amen? So again, the trick is to remember a specific time to give Him thanks. If you pick a certain time, I mean, I get up at the same time. I'm like clockwork, really. Uh, I'm easy target for a burglar. That's sad to say. I'm like clockwork. But um, you need to pick a specific time that you give God thanks every day. And then it becomes a habit. They say it takes anywhere from 7 to 21 times before it develops into a habit. And how many know we have good habits and we have bad habits? And they didn't just happen overnight. We did them after, for a period of time and before we know it, it's a habit. We develop a habit. So develop a habit of picking a specific time to give the Lord thanks. Amen? And finally, as I close this morning, point number seven. Point number seven on your outline. Give thanks in your prayers. This is that opportunity. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2 say this. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings... For the President of the United States, whether you like him or not, for the Governor, for the Mayor, and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. That is our opportunity to give thanks. And that's a direct command from the Word of God. We're to give thanks for our leaders every day. You may not be Republican, you may not be Democrat, you may not be independent, whatever you are. It doesn't matter. You're to give thanks for our leadership today. Amen? You're to pray for them. You're to pray for every one of them. Give thanks for everyone, including those you disagree with. Be thankful and you will live in peace. See, because when you, when you have a thankful spirit, God can work with that. God cannot work with an ungrateful spirit. It's not that He can't. It's just that there's nothing to work with. You, you, when you give him a thankful spirit, now he has something to work with. Like a potter, he needs a clay. Like my brother-in-law who's a mason, he needs materials to work with. If he has no materials, he can't create anything. But you should see his work. When he has materials, he creates awesome stuff. And it's no different with God. 
God needs materials, a thankful heart, a thankful spirit to work with. He can work with that, but an ungrateful heart, there's nothing there. There's nothing there that he can work with. Don't be that person with an ungrateful heart. When you catch yourself next time starting to mumble and grumble and be ungrateful, stop right there. Catch yourself if you can before it's too late, before you say it, before you declare it and say, Lord, I'm thankful for that person. I'm thankful for that situation. I know that in your time, you're going to work it out. Can everybody say amen? Amen. Colossians chapter 2 and verses 6 and 7 say the following, and I don't believe these are in your outline, but it says this, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him. Let your lives be built on Him. Then, everybody say then. Then. Your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will you will overflow with thankfulness. Here's what I do know, that God's people, I don't care where, what church, if you're a truly a believer of God, you are filled with thankfulness. You are filled with thankfulness. I really have a hard time seeing people in church that don't have thankfulness. I'm going like, I don't know, have you really connected with God yet? Do you really have that personal relationship that I'm talking about? Um, And and again, God really desires that. He wants to desire a, a relationship with you, a personal, everyday, intimate relationship with you. Amen? So here's here's the bottom line. Every one of you have reason to be thankful here today. Every one of you. Um, four cancer survivors and they're here today to shout and to sing praises to thank God for what they've gone through and where they're at here today, amen every one of them will tell you that I don't, every one of you, I know other stories in here and testimonies of things that God has brought you through and at the end of it, you were all thankful, amen you were thankful that God walked you through that I can't imagine walking through this life without God I can't either. Uh, none of you should be able to fathom that. But here we are, a child of the King, and we have much reason to be thankful. Amen? We need to remind ourselves of that every day. Because if you're not careful, your GPH is going to shoot up. And I'm, I didn't say GPA, I said GPH. Grumblings per hour. You don't want grumblings per hour. You want that negative. You want that down here on the graph. You want up here, TPH, thankfulness per hours, to stand out, to stand out every day of your life. So this morning, just really quickly recapping. Number one, we give thanks with our mouth. We're thankful, number two, to the people that God has placed in our life and around us. Number three, we give thanks when we sing together. When we're in church or at home or in the car by yourself. Number four, thanks and giving go together. Never miss a chance to give and to bless others. Number five, we give thanks when we choose that time, when we have a designated time. And then six, give thanks at a specific time. Don't let the busyness of your life take over your life. Remember to give God thanks. And then finally, number seven, give thanks in your prayers. That's a direct command from the Word of God. Give thanks for those around you, the situation you're living in right now. Give them thanks. Amen? Amen. Well, let's, let's close this morning in prayer. And if I can have uh, Martin, the musicians, come up. We're going to close with a, with a, a song this morning. But um, here's, here's the homework I want to give you before I pray. 
I want to ask you to challenge, we're going to challenge you to share something you are thankful for this week. I want you to share that with somebody. I want you to share with somebody why you are thankful for a particular thing, a job, a, a, your spouse, your, your children, your grandchildren. Share that with somebody this week. Amen.